Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Above all names, the King above all kings, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Today is also the end of the church year. Next week, we will begin Advent and prepare to welcome the Christ child at Christmas. We have three readings this morning. The first is from Jeremiah, written about 600 BC, give or take a few hundred years. Jeremiah is speaking to the Israelites who are in exile. They have been scattered like sheep without a shepherd. He tells them of God's plan to bring back the people into his fold where they will be fruitful and multiply. The second reading is from Paul's letter to the Colossians, probably written in about 62 AD. Paul is speaking about Jesus's eternal connection to God. The third reading from the Gospel of Luke tells of Jesus's death on the cross. Historically, this took place around 33 AD. If we look at these readings on a timeline, it would look something like this. Here is the beginning of time, and here is when Jeremiah is preaching and prophesying, and then we go along a ways, and here Jesus is born and begins this ministry, and then we have Paul, who writes to the letter, the letter to the Colossians, and then we go a long ways to where we are today, worshiping God in this place at this time. And then who knows how much longer time will go on. None of us can know. As I said a moment ago, today we find ourselves at the end of the church year. Next week, we will begin again. So if we use this timeline again, here is the beginning of Advent. We have four weeks of Advent and when we celebrate Christmas, a few weeks of Christmas and we go into Epiphany. And then Lent starts and we have six weeks of Lent, then six weeks of Easter, and we come to Pentecost. And then all the Sundays after Pentecost, which seem to go on forever until we reach today, the end of the Pentecost season as we begin Advent next week. Now we can look at one more thing on this timeline. We can look at Jesus's ministry. Jesus's ministry began with his baptism in the Jordan. And then he went into the desert to discern God's call. And there Satan tempts him. If you're hungry and if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread so you have something to eat. If you are truly God's son, throw yourself off the temple for the angels will catch you. If you will but worship me, you will have all the power in the world. But Jesus rebukes Satan and he begins his ministry of teaching and preaching and healing until he comes to the end of his ministry and he finds himself on the cross once more being tempted. 
The leaders ridicule him and say, if you are the king of the Jews, take yourself off of that cross. And one of the thieves, says, thieves say, if you are truly God's son, save yourself and us. But what happens by looking at the lessons, the church here and Jesus' ministry on this timeline, we are looking at them in a temporal way, which means secular or historical or chronological. The lessons and the timeline represents thousands of years. Jesus' ministry represents three years and the church year, 52 weeks. But what happens if we tie the two ends together? The beginning becomes the end, and the end becomes the beginning, and it's a never-ending circle. The temporal becomes eternal. If we look at the eternal, the ancient lessons have as much to say to us today as they did to those hearing these words centuries ago. The words and meaning are eternal. God's love and God's stories are eternal. If we look at the eternal, we don't just prepare for the birth of Christ, the Christ child that happened 2,000 years ago. We await the second coming with joy and anticipation. If we look at the eternal, Jesus wasn't just a man who lived and died so long ago. He was with God at the beginning and all things came into being through him. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In today's gospel, Jesus is hanging on the cross. On either side of him are criminals who are also being crucified. One of the criminals is living in the temporal world. Get us down from here, he seems to be saying. Take care of my immediate need. And the other criminal is living into the eternal world. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Can you imagine hanging there in pain and agony and hearing those amazing words? Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. What if we lived our lives with that always on our tongues. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom instead of save me now and hearing Jesus' comforting words. If we live in the eternal, those words that were spoken so long ago, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise, isn't just for one man hanging next to Jesus on the cross but it becomes true for each one of us. True, truly, today, we will all be with Jesus in paradise. If we live in the eternal, the words of Jeremiah and Paul aren't just for those who lived back then, but they are for us now. If we live in the eternal, it's not just us who are coming to the altar rail to receive the body and blood of Christ. It is Connie and Bill and Jeff and Kim and all those who have gone before us. 
This church is filled to the rafters with those we love but no longer see. It is the eternal banquet that we are experiencing this morning. Can you see them? Can you feel them? Can you hear them singing God's praises? We strive to live eternally in a temporal world because Christ is our King, the King above all kings, the King of kings and Lord of lords. For us as Christians, there is nothing more important than following Christ. We put nothing above the risen Christ, and our faith tells us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God through Christ. As we live our lives out in the temporal world, filled with temptations, filled with ways to stray like lost sheep, what does it mean to live eternally? I think we all have to answer that question for ourselves. But here are some of the ways I want to live an eternal life. I want to see all people as God's children instead of us versus them. If one of my brothers or sisters is homeless, I can't say, what does that have to do with me? I want to live joyfully even in the midst of sorrow. I want to practice unconditional love. When Abel and Wyatt and Roxana are baptized in a few minutes, I want to truly mean it when I respond, we will, to the question, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these persons in their life in Christ. I want to live out the baptismal covenant that we will recite in a few minutes. As we live out our lives in this temporal world, sometimes filled with distractions and greed and temptations, let us practice living out our lives eternally with the knowledge that today, truly, we will be with Jesus in paradise. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.